0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. The following program is intended for immature audiences only. Don't
1: think. Just listen. From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill.
0: everybody. Good morning, good afternoon. You're online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. I hope everything's going fine for you on whatever day you're listening, watching the program here on WMCK.FM and also on Fayette TV and also at italkradio.net and also at italknet.com. A lot of domain names for you to remember, <laughs> but we're starting to rebrand the program. If you haven't figured out, if you see my new flag here, and it says iTalkNet, that's the new network we're on, and we started out with local podcasters and radio personalities in the area, so I guess tonight's the official start of that. And also a reminder that tonight's show is being brought to you in part by Phil G and Eddie Motors, providing quality vehicles for over 50 years. Give Chip a call. uh, 724-724-785-6800. I didn't know if I remembered his number or my number, but give Chip a call and he can help you out with any type of vehicle that you're looking for. Or check out his website at philgianettimotors.com. Again, that phone number is 724-785-6800. Well, tonight's a special show because this is my first international guest of the new program that we started back in October as we rebooted it for TV and also for WMCK.FM. And on the phone line right now, I have Adriana Gavazzoni. If I'm, am I pronouncing that correct? It's perfect. Bill. It's <laughs> correct. Thank you very much. So Adriana, what, uh, what uh, got you into doing programs in the United States? What, what made you interested in doing this? Okay. I've
1: published some novels in the United States to hide from, from my clients in Brazil as I'm a lawyer in Brazil. <laughs> so
0: I was hiding. I was really hiding from everybody. <laughs> okay. So you are a lawyer in Brazil, and you are 28 years. So so what you're 32 by looking at your photograph you're what 32 35 somewhere around there. No, 50. <laughs> really? I'm 53. <laughs> really? I wish I wish I look as good as you do, but I don't. Um I look I look my thank age. You, Trust me, <laughs> you don't you don't look your you don't look your age. But uh what's uh, Thank
1: you. I have to I have to thank my father's genetics.
0: <laughs> but uh you have a blog called a g of uh g oh i can't say it now say it for me what's your blog's address uh,
1: it's
0: about
1: uh, tips for writers
0: okay it's a gavazoni a gavazoni i was getting another letter in there by mistake so the website a gavazoni is a tip site for other writers when did you start writing your, um, your books that you're doing, which you have a, a, a large variety of books that you have out on the market right now?
1: Uh, my first book was a love book, very boring indeed. Uh, but uh, the books I've, I've released and published in the United States, I have started uh, writing them five years ago. And published, published the first one in 2017. But uh, I'm a writer since I since I write because I love to write. I wrote my first novel. I was 10 years old, and I'm always writing.
0: Okay. And um, do you take any of the uh, any of the uh, the stories or the type of cases from? Your law practice, and do you put them in the books? Do they give you inspiration or anything like that? I, I write mainly fiction.
1: I write mainly fiction, but of course, my career and my clients inspired me. Uh, it's 20 years practicing law. I've, I've seen everything I, I could see in my whole life. <laughs> so, a law it's very inspiring, of course.
0: And with The Inspiring Law, the newest book that you have out is? Sorry? What's uh, your, your newest book is? Uh,
1: thank you. The Brilliant Game. It's the last one. Okay. I have a trilogy called Hidden Motives, and the last one is The Brilliant Game.
0: And the trilogy um, of Hidden Motives, you have the three books, Behind the Door, Laura's Journal, and The Brilliant Game. Now, how long did it take you to write all three books?
1: Well, the first one, I wrote it in six months. The second one, um, around that. And the third one, it took me eight months because I was in a very difficult time of my career. I didn't have much time to write. Uh, But in general, it was six months.
0: Uh, to every book Now with with the books, um, your main character in the book is Simone Bennett. Yes. And what what is, what is she in the book? Because when I read the information about the first book, when the beautiful architect Lara dies at Manhattan lawyer's Mark's Hand during a sex game at her summer house in the Hamptons, Carl, Mark's defense attorney, hires Simone, a psychiatrist, professor, and author of books of sexual behavior to help him buttress his argument that Laura's death was accidental. It sounds to me a little bit like the idea of what we had in the United States a few years back, The Shades of Grey. Are your books familiar with that type of uh, of writing, or are you something totally different? Is it more on the law, or is it more dealing with the romance and the mystery? Completely different. Okay. Completely different. Uh, my books are thrillers. Uh,
1: they are psychological and erotic thrillers, but the erotic side uh, is not like. Fifty Shades. Fifty Shades is a romance. Okay. My novel is about mystery, about serial killers, uh, and about um, different sexual behaviors uh, okay. that go uh, through some uh, psychiatrist
0: practice. So, what interests you in these uh, these be- these behaviors? Um, have you had clients with these type of things that you've defended before, or is it just something that you were kind of fascinated with? i uh,
1: know i had
0: i had a case
1: a very complicated case that inspired me okay uh the former the former wife of one of my clients had uh, uh, problem and inter- i thought it was very interesting to write about it
0: and how long did it take you to write the first book six months you said right six months okay um six months Yeah. when you, when you start with an idea is it really easy or is it is, is does it take a while for you to figure out what you're going to write
1: usually I know how the story starts and how it ends. I don't know
0: the middle of it. Okay. <laughs> Cause I, I I've talked to so a, I had I
1: had in my mind.
0: I've talked to a lot of writers in the past and they say they usually have a few ideas that they write down and they try to flesh each one out and then one takes over but it sounds to me like you know exactly what's going to happen in the beginning and how it's going to end. It's just that you have to put the middle together.
1: Yes, but sometimes I can even change the end. I usually have a main idea, but I really let my ideas take uh, the course and, and
0: direct the end of the story. Of the books that you've written so far, which is your favorite?
1: Oh, I don't know. It's hard. It's, uh, to choose between uh, your
0: kids. It, well, <laughs> it's complicated. If, if I had to, I probably uh, could. But anyhow, <laughs> I know which one's good. Yeah, but I know which one's going to take care yeah, of me in my old age. So that's my favorite right now. <laughs> but of the books that you Of my
1: books, I don't know that. Okay. So, I believe uh, the the last okay. one uh, was the most emotional book to write for me. Uh, it's my favorite because I could put more emotion on it than in the others.
0: Okay. And that and that that makes a lot of that makes a lot of sense. So the last book you wrote, The Brilliant Game, which took eight months to write, you said you were dealing with some issues in your personal life. However, this one seems a little bit more uh let's see, a little bit more suspenseful, maybe. That uh that your main character, Simone Bennett, uh maybe having someone t- watching every move that she makes and maybe knowing what move she's going to make next and they're going after her?
1: I believe the third one has lots of surprises. Okay. It's the key for the two other books. As it's a series, it contains keys uh, readers are not going to discover in the two first books. So it's more mysterious. But at the same time, it's so
0: Everything that first two books propose. Okay, and um, and and with that, with the whole idea of that book, from what I've read, and I've just read the uh, the, the stuff that was on Amazon, because um, unfortunately I didn't have time. But this would make an interesting movie, and actually taking all three books and combining them into a movie. Have you thought about doing that?
1: Yes, and people usually say exactly what you were saying now, Bill. Oh, it it would be a great movie because the story reminds of a movie. Oh, yes, it's a dream. I would like to convert my baby into the big screen.
0: So, your books, and, and they are selling in the United States, they're selling through Amazon. Do you write differently for an American audience than you would for a Brazilian audience?
1: I didn't write for a Brazilian audience. Oh. I just wrote uh, the book for an American audience. And just last year, I took the courage to translate the first one into Portuguese.
0: And, and, and why, so, why did you write it just for an American market first off and didn't try to do it in your own native because, language?
1: Because uh, as I told you, Bill, I'm a lawyer. <laughs> and I didn't want to mix <laughs> to mix things. I'm writing about sex, strength. Okay. Sexual behavior. I'm writing about true killers. That Tragedy. Uh, I didn't want my clients to think I was crazy or something like that. So we decided to hide in the United States. It's the book. Who was going to be a success,
0: great? But if it was a failure, nobody would know. That's, that's exactly right. I, you know what? That's that's brilliant thinking on your part. That really is, because uh, because that it's way, like a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, because that way, because that way, you, you you were able to keep undercover. And like you said, if it didn't do very well. You, you wouldn't have to admit ever writing the book at all. But I guess all three books have done well so far?
1: Yeah, they have written some great awards in the United States and Canada, some honorable mentions. I'm collecting some some good awards. I, I believe people are liking So I decided to, to, to bring the books to Brazil.
0: Okay. Um, so... How long have you been an attorney? You, you mentioned it, and I glossed over it real quick.
1: 28 years. 28? I graduated from law. 28. I've graduated from law school with 21 years old. Okay. So, uh, I'm almost 29.
0: <laughs> so are you, are, do you have your own practice, or are you working with other attorneys? How does that work in Brazil?
1: I have my own practice, and oh. I have some lawyers that work for me. Okay, and I practice uh, corporate law.
0: Oh, corporate law! And, yeah, and uh, th- that well, that must be totally different than the the uh, the thrillers that you're writing, because to me, corporate law would be boring.
1: Oh yes, but before. <laughs> In corporate law, I've been working on very pretty nice cases. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, corporate law doesn't inspire anybody. <laughs> but uh, before, much, much before the beginning of my career, and for some years, I've worked as a family attorney. Okay. That brings lots of ideas.
0: <laughs> well, a family attorney also probably had to be heartbreaking in a lot of sense too.
1: Yes, yes. It's a complicated
0: matter, and it's all about tragedy. (laughs) So you have this blog, um, com, and the blog, you said you wrote it for writers. And you being, I don't want to say a relatively new writer, but your books have recently been published, what gives you... What gives you the credibility to be able to do a blog that is, is directed towards so called writers, per se?
1: After I've published, I've released my first uh, novel, Bill. People will start to send me emails asking about how I build a scene, okay. if I could give some tips. And I decided to write in general because only emails was getting too complicated to answer. Uh, questions like that there are thousands, thousands of new writers that want to learn something uh, I'm not the best writer and I'm very new but I'm just uh, teaching what I, I know what I've learned until now
0: so did you find it difficulty writing a book for the United States um, in, in English because I take it Portugree- Portuguese is your native language
1: um, no, because I I have the, the I used to read in English okay. a lot. Of course, I have uh, uh, an editor. Uh, she perfects my English, my grammar. Uh, but it's not difficult because once you start thinking in the language. It all makes sense. It's hard to translate in Portuguese <laughs> after uh, something was written in English, but to write in English was not difficult at
0: all. Oh, so, that, that kind of that actually shocks me because I thought it would be different to do that. Because, but again, since you said you read a lot of of, of English uh, English books and English novels, that would make sense. What is who is your favorite writer?
1: Oh, God, so hard to choose because there are so many great writers. Uh, it's hard. I don't want to be unfair. I love Emily Bronté, John Grisham, uh, uh, Stigl Larson. Uh, there are so, so, so many. I'm a voracious reader. It's hard to, to pick one, to choose one.
0: Was any of those your inspiration to write your first book? Was John Grishman, Grisham a, an inspiration, or
1: the inspiration that comes from John Grisham comes from the fact that he is a lawyer and okay. he decided to write. Uh, but um, it, it, their books are not an inspiration because mine are not legal books. Okay, like his.
0: You're, de- you're dealing with more of the mystery and suspense you're not dealing with courtrooms.
1: suspense and psychiatrists also because the main character is a psychiatrist so uh, I was dealing a lot with the human mind
0: and, and and you're not so you're not doing courtroom scenes in your book or investigation scenes you're just doing the psycho no the third
1: the one has a, a courtroom scene, yes, because it's the closure of everything, and I needed a courtroom okay. scene.
0: Okay. So, how much research did you have to do in in dealing with the psychiatry or the psychology of the main character? Did you have to do yourself to get an understanding of what this character would be like?
1: Oh, I did tons of research. I've bought articles from universities. I've read a lot of psychiatrists and psychology, but also to compose the serial killer, I had to research a lot. And I had the help of an especial agent of FBI. He helped me a lot to build that character. So uh, I think whenever you write, you need to give your reader the right information. You can't be light about things.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: inspired in my legal career, whenever I get the client, I need to research. I do the same for, for my novels. Everything right there, there is a, a, a scientific uh, thesis. There is a scientific basis behind the uh, behavior or, or a sin.
0: So, are, what... what... Are you planning on writing next?
1: I'm writing already. I'm writing a book about uh, two women born between the the Great World War. Uh, One is American, the other one is French. And I'm going to show how the world collide in that moment of the, the history. Uh, I believe I'm going to release this book in July. But I still don't have a title.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been writing this book?
1: About uh, eight months. Because it's hard, hard work. uh, And I had to to go to France. I came back from France two days ago. I needed to do some research there in order to conclude this one.
0: Because I've talked to other writers before, and they they tell me that it takes maybe years to write a book. But it seems to me like you have your act together. You know exactly what you want to put on that page, and you go for it as as immediately and as quickly as you can, which is kind of amazing that someone um, of your stature is able to do something like that so quickly. And you feel so comfortable writing.
1: But uh, it comes from being a lawyer. Lawyers have always that type of schedule. Okay. So we need to be practical, and we need uh, uh, to have answers for our clients. We can't depend on imagination and muses and inspiration. Right. We just need to go and defend. It's the same for writing. Writing is hard working. So you have to keep a schedule. You have to write a little bit Every day. Uh, that's how you can have a book uh, in a short time.
0: So, um, so when you write, do you have a set schedule? Uh, do you write every day? Do you write once a week? Every few days? How is your writing schedule or is it whenever the mood hits you? I
1: write every day for an hour. Okay. Mm, sometimes I'm not going to use. Sometimes it awful sometimes it's great but every day i write from 8 a.m to 9 a.m okay so, it's my best moment
0: to write so you do have a set schedule when you write and as you as you said it could be great it could be awful and i guess when you write if you write something on a monday and write something on a Tuesday. Are they going to be for the same book or are they going to be for different um, books or different types of things that you're writing? Um, or do you just try to stay focused on uh, doing, I'm going to do chapter one today, I'm going to do chapter two tomorrow, so on and f- so forth?
1: I, I try to to write uh, the same book. Okay. Uh, a, a chapter per day. One day I write, the other day I read correct. Fix, destroy, what's necessary, and write a little bit more. Every day is like this. So at least uh, one or two pages per day I have to write. And uh, sometimes I use in other books. It's not good for that one I keep the same, and one day I'm going to use in another book.
0: Have you ever thought about collaborating with another attorney on writing books? Collaborating with
1: another, another
0: attorney? Another attorney, yeah.
1: Yes, uh, yes, I, I did that. I did that already in Brazil. Uh, I have my own law book, but I, I also uh, wrote articles for books of uh, other authors. I don't have problems with that. Even in English, uh, and for novels, I've just wrote a book with twenty other women from from the whole whole
0: world. <laughs> and what's that book titled?
1: Uh, the book uh, The book title is "I Buried My Chest." Twenty one women tell the stories of their lives.
0: Oh, that sounds very interesting. So,
1: Yes, yeah, 21 chapters from women coming from Brazil, Canada, United States, South Africa, England, from everywhere, Muslim, Catholics, agnostics,
0: all backgrounds, all religions. It's very interesting. So how did they find you to, to collaborate on this book? Oh, the same way you found me, Bill. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gave an interview for uh, for one of them who introduced me to another one, and they they were almost completing the book. It, it was going to be just twenty women, and they told me, "Hey, we could have you in the book. It would be great. You Don't have a lawyer." <laughs> so. Um, I was invited, and I decided to be part of that project
0: <laughs> well that's that sounds really cool, especially whenever uh something that that happened randomly and you actually got to be published in in, in the book now is the book pub- is the book for sale right now
1: yes uh, on amazon okay. you can find it i I've buried my chest
0: I will have to look for that and i will And I hope my audience does, too, because that sounds really intriguing, especially having a woman's perspective from all over the world, Um, because we're so familiar with with what we're dealing with in this country in the United States. It'd be interesting to hear from somebody like you in Brazil or in South Africa or in France or wherever they may be, because um, everybody's life's different, but a lot they have a lot of similarities. Uh, Yeah, the
1: of. of similarities but a huge huge cultural difference that we have to respect that book uh shows the world that uh women women can be the same but very different because of the code the culture right. and because of the way the society sees women
0: and that that, that makes that makes a lot a lot of sense so you haven't you have the three books that are out right now the uh modern motives uh they're hidden motives i'm sorry the hidden motives uh trilogy that you have and the first one is called behind the door the second one of hidden motives two is Lara's journal and then the final book that ties everything all together is the brilliant game which is uh the final book in the series hidden motives so the new book you have that you're writing right now that you said will be released this summer, the name is?
1: I don't oh. have a name. I usually <laughs> can't have a name before the book is
0: complete. <laughs> oh, so it's going to be a my surprise.
1: Last, yeah, my last book was completed and I couldn't find a name.
0: I have a hard time to find name. <laughs> so in the new book, are these new characters or are you using um characters that you used in the previous books?
1: Oh, I had to add more characters because I killed a lot of characters on <laughs> <in> the two
0: first <different laughs> books.
1: <laughs> I love to kill characters.
0: <laughs> so is Simone coming back in the new book?
1: Yeah, no, no. On this one I'm writing no. But on the third one of hidden uh, hidden motives, yes, uh, Simone is the main character, okay. so she she's in all three
0: books. Okay, okay. So, um, Adriana, I appreciate you taking time tonight from Brazil to uh, call into the program. It was great talking to you, and I can't wait till the next book comes out so we can talk again. Thank you very much, Bill, for having me. It was a pleasure to talk to you and uh you have a what time of day is it in brazil right now
1: 11 uh, 32 p.m
0: okay well we're only an hour off then so that's not too bad except i'm I'm keeping you up tonight right yes but uh, (laughs) i usually
1: sleep (laughs) late
0: And it was great. Well, Adriana, thank you very much. I really appreciate you taking the time to join us this evening, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Adriana Gavazzoni, and she has the uh, blog agavazzoni.com. We talked about her Hidden Motive series, Um, three books in that series, Behind the Door, Laura's Journal, and The Brilliant Game, and they are all available on Amazon right now. We will uh, share those with you, and as I said, our first international um, (laughs) guest on the program, on the new edition of the program, Online with Bill Alexander. Anyway, we're going to step away for a brief message, and then we're going to come back with uh, more conversation before we end tonight's program up here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander. Buckle up for safety, buckle up
1: Buckle up for safety, always buckle up Pull your seatbelt snug, give an extra tug Buckle up for safety, buckle up Buckle up for safety, buckle up Buckle up for safety, always buckle up The National Safety Council says, if you don't have seatbelts, get them If you do have seatbelts, use them
0: You take a test to get your driver's license. You take a test to find out about your cholesterol. So how do you know if you have dangerous levels of radon gas in your home? Take the test. Radon is the second leading cause of lung cancer. It's odorless, colorless, and radioactive. And the only way to know if you have it in your home is to test it. Testing is quick and inexpensive. So take the test. It could save your life. Welcome back to Online with Bill Alexander here at italknet.com and also available on WMCK.fm and also on Fayette TV Channel 77. Anyways, folks, I wanted to share about what's coming up in the next few weeks on the program. Next week, we have a guest by the name of Gary Van Dyke. He's the founder and CEO of an organization called Food for Orphans. And um, basically what he's doing is he quit a career in uh, broadcasting and decided he was going to go into helping save the lives of young children who were not getting enough food and we'll be talking to him next week. We have some other guests coming up in the near future. And uh, also wanted to talk to you about the whole idea of the change in the program. As you can see, we now are going to refer to ourselves as still online with Bill Alexander, but the web address has changed to italknet.com. And uh, the reason we're doing that is we're trying to add more people to the network and we're trying to actually create a network in southwestern Pennsylvania that people can be a part of that this would be the port- Portal for the show and then we can actually advertise and market it for them and again you see my new 77 where is it at there there it is <laughs> and because we're on TV we have the fan TV or the FCTV channel 77 now on our mics. So uh, glad we could do that. And also we are uh, being sponsored now by Phil Giannetti Motors, providing quality vehicles for over 50 years. Give Chip a call at uh, 724-785-6800 or visit his website at Motors. Dot com. So anyway, what I wanted to talk about is, if you've been watching Channel 77, and those of you on WMCK, I know you can't see it, but you can only check out the uh, website um, or the YouTube page at YouTube and look for Fayette TV, and then it'll be a, a red, white, and blue 77 shows up on the screen. Um, the other night, we had the opportunity to record a event for Fayette County, it had to deal with the commissioner's uh, election that we have in the county. And if you had a chance to see it, Um, Thank you for watching. But if not, it will be running throughout the month of April and the beginning of uh, May because the election for um, our county commissioner and everything else in our county will be happening on, I believe it's Tuesday, May 21st. And I wanted to get the information out there for you. And if you haven't been able to see it, all you have to do is go to a YouTube, like I said, and watch it or watch it on FAYA TV channel 77. So I just wanted to get that information out to you and talk to you about that in the near future. Also, in the near future once everything's working on our end we're almost there, we're real close we're going to be uh, taking live phone calls on the program. The number to be calling into the program live will be 724-505-1955 Again, that's 724-505-1955 So whenever I have this time wherever uh, we end with a guest that we have scheduled for only half the program, we can actually go live and we can take phone calls and talk talk about issues that are going on in your world and then play them back. And a lot of the issues that are going on right now are dealing with politics. And unfortunately, I'm trying to avoid politics as much as possible. Not that I dislike it. I just like the art dislike the arguments that are happening with politics. To me, it's just totally ridiculous that people can't have an opinion or everybody feels they're right and everybody else is wrong. And I know someone's going to complain to me going, Bill, You're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. I have my own opinion. As one of the uh, radio personalities that I looked up to as a kid by the name of Doug Hirth said, everybody has an opinion. It's like a nose on your face. Everybody has one. And as again, as I said years ago, when I did talk radio on a regular basis, and I talk politics and local issues, I can give you information. I can't change your mind. And that is one of those situations where it frustrates me because everybody's yelling at everybody else and no one is listening to what the other person is saying. Not to say you're right, not to say you're wrong. No one is willing to give anybody a chance anymore. And that's the bad part of society right now. And that's what frustrates me because we have gotten really vicious. And I go back, uh, someone asked me this. I was interviewed for a uh, someone's college paper a couple years ago. And they asked me, when did I feel that the whole idea of... Um, of viciousness came into our, our everyday lives. Not viciousness, maybe I'm, I'm using too harsh a work, but the discontent, maybe that's better, that we're using in our everyday life. Where did this come into play? And I start going back to it, and I'm going, I think it happened after 9-11. We were all combined, we were all all together, working together for one cause, and then all of a sudden, we started pitting ourselves against each other. Left, right, progressive, liberal, uh, liberal, conservative, whatever you want to call them. And we became very vicious. We don't look out for our neighbor anymore. And that's a bad thing. And that's one of those things that I wish we could do again. And not to say this program is going to change things, but I really hope we can actually make things a little bit better. That's why the guests I've been having on the program, from Sally Wigan to Jeff Frizzella to Joe Woes to Rick Goldschmidt to Larry uh, Jacobson, to uh, Robert Weber, to uh, Adriana tonight, are dealing with things that are not heavy. They're happy. And maybe they're not happy. Maybe they're a little bit suspenseful. Maybe they're a little bit sad, like we'll be talking with, with Gary Van Dyke next week. Maybe that's what we need to do to get our humanity back in our lives. And maybe that's a good thing we need to do, too, is we need to get humanity back into our lives. That's one of those things that really frustrates me about what we do and what we don't do. We don't work for each other. We all recently went through the holiday of either Easter or Passover, and everybody was nice to everybody over that period of time, and I can guarantee right now it's cutthroat. Like I said, I was at a commissioner's candidate forum last night. Half the panel was very polite. The other half was vicious. And I don't like vicious politics. And that's one of those things that I I will honestly say, and I know people will complain to me that I said it. People that even watch this station will complain that I said it. But again, it's one of those situations where we need, to be, we need to be looking out for each other and not looking out for just ourselves. And that's one of those things that I'd like to share with you on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or whatever else. And maybe have you call in and be part of the program so we can talk about what's going on in our world. So again, I would like to thank you for joining me this evening. I'd also like to thank um, Adriana Gavazzoni for joining me this evening. And don't forget to join me next week on, uh, let's see, I think it's Tuesday night, I believe. It would be the 29th of April. At 10 p.m., here online with Bill Alexander. And you can find us at italknet.com. And we can talk about whatever is going on in your world. And please join me next Tuesday night. Anyways, that's going to wrap up another program for this week. I'm glad you joined us. We'll talk to you next time. Here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander.